Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. You listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you. It's a, it's a wonderful fall morning here and uh, rainy Seattle. Rainy Seattle. But we're loving it and it's going to be a great, great day. Um, Jesus answered my prayers this week. Oh, Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you went to see a doctor for the very first time in like eight years. That's a lie. It, it was 2006, the last time I went to the doctor. <laughs> can, can I just That's, say... Now, that would be the truth. For all the wives out there, <laughs> 13 years. who... I don't, we don't understand why men don't want to go... It's like a yearly, maybe two years, go get a physical. It's, it's a normal part of life. Uh. And you literally... You called me on Monday. We had this appointment scheduled for a month. You agreed to it. I did bribe you. I said, hey, I'll do whatever you um, want. You offered me sexual favors. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I did anything I could to bribe you to go to the doctor's, and it worked. You agreed. I said, okay, babe, I'll go with you. I'll walk, you know, we'll, we'll do it together. Uh-huh. And um, you called me on Monday. Yeah. And you said... I text you. No, you called me, and then you hung up the phone, because okay. you called me and said, I'm not going to the doctor's. They just called me to remind me of my appointment. You need to call today, or we're going to get charged, and we're canceling it. And I'm like, no. Got you. Not, not Take happening. all your worst fears, wrap them up into one little package, mm-hmm. and that is... A daily checkup for me, like uh, an annual physical. Can I just, uh, just let me say, let me, for all the men listening, just throw out a few words that you will, you will understand, okay? A uh, hernia check. <laughs> <coughs> um, colon check. <laughs> um, take your shirt off and put on a gown. No, take all your clothes off and put on a gown that doesn't even close and sit on a cold table. And then let me tell you um, everything that you're doing wrong. I mean, why uh, would you subject yourself to that? You know what? Oh, man. Do you know how many times a woman goes to a doctor? They, they touch I, all I, the things. And I honor they, you. On a, on a regular basis. And like I, all the things. I admire you. This is the thing. You know, <laughs> I am not a woman. Vic, you can be quiet. You can tell we not... still have marital conflict here. This is, this is my thing. I get to the case. Can I I'm, just a, say, I'm a perfect, all perfect picture of health. Can you tell them that? You Can are, you tell him that? You know what? What did the, the doctor, doctor say? The doctor yeah. said, I'm a specimen. Wow. He did say, wow, Huffman, you look good. He really- hey, which I got a friend in the, we have a friend in uh, Coffee Talk Studios right now that's listening and laughing. And I want to get Jay's um, take on this. We are so honored to have a guest. I'm going to introduce him in a second. His name is Jay Martin. Um, he's one of the best guys I've ever met. But Jay, honestly, before I even introduce who you, you are. You just want some kind of moral support Are you here. feeling you me on like- this, bro? I do. I mean, yes. I've, I've, I've had things touched before at the doctor. <laughs> And um, it is not fun, you know. It's cold, and then when they say cough, have you, you know, when they, yeah, come they, on, you know, man. and your hands are cold, at least warm your hands. Come I mean, on, <laughs> man. And you, you know, know I don't know. And I prefer a woman to to, to do that. Yeah, <laughs> when a man's I like, like that scenario, it's weird. Like, when a guy's like, so can you cough? I'm like, I don't want to. I feel violent. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing good about it. No. Man. It's awkward. This is the thing. Yeah. Everyone needs to calm down. Thank I you, had Jay. to send it's to health. convince him to go to the appointment. I had to send him a medical list of everything that will happen in a physical. And so finally, I'm like, babe, they're going to check your blood pressure. They're going to check your ears, your eyes. They're going to listen to your heart. Well, true story. Jay, Jay, true story. My blood pressure was through the roof when really? they first checked it. Because, and they're like, the because they're actually, of. I was so nervous. Right. The doctor came in. I told him, like, hey, I don't want to do the colon thing. And right. Like, no right, problem. Right. I was like, I'm down for the cough thing. He actually didn't do it. He didn't, he's like, we don't need to. I'm okay. like, I'm down. I mean, if you want to if you want to grab him, I guess you can. Right. He didn't. And then he started telling me how healthy I was. So I got super relaxed. He's like, hey, one more thing, man. Let's just take your blood pressure now that he we've got smart. all that out. Right. My blood pressure was perfect. He's like, wow. it's perfect. I was so nervous. 
Yeah, I still haven't okay. gone back. To, I mean, I had the, the guys, I've had the surgery so that no more life oh, will the happen. Vasectomy. The vasectomy. <laughs> um, you haven't uh, gone back to check? I haven't gone back to check, and I just saw a story Oh, so we're on playing TV. with fire. <laughs> you about to have and my, and, and you about to have said, your fourth. Well, we've had some time, and nothing's okay. happened, but, yeah, you know, yeah, I've yeah. heard of things mending. Like, I guess there's forgiveness <laughs> that happens down there towards your own body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just you know, pray. You never went back to check, but, you, you know, know, if you, they say Jen. X amount of time, then you're, you're in the clear. Yes. So, um, <laughs> we won't go down. But I'm just going to say, to all the men out there, not time, but times. To all, yes. there it is. <laughs> Repetitions, man. Okay. Repetitions. To all the men out there, please, please, for your ladies, go to your your annual checkup. Right, right, okay? right. Hey, fellas, it's good. It's good. Disregard that. No, I I actually told. Billy, I haven't gone for thirteen years. And I'm a picture of health. All I, right, you're gonna be all right. I actually come. I said, listen, I will never go to the doctors again. Unless you go. And I told her, cool. And did I manipulate? Absolutely. I told her, cool. Well, did I go. use, did, I, I was like, I'll never go. I'll never Jay, get. can you say this, babe? Can we also say this? Like when I've had like any medical issues, I go to the doctor. So it hasn't been 13 years since I've graced False. the doctors. Yeah. False. I had my gallbladder removed like seven years because ago. Because you were in pain, excruciating pain But I went to the days. doctor. I mean, I've been to the doctor as yeah, well. Emergency they take room. my blood pressure. You they check th- things when you do yes. that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, can we... Okay, are you done? Are you good, I'm Jen? Leaving, I'm just getting it out. <laughs> so you, you, yeah. on. Yes. you feel good? Are we over? Um, oh. So funny. I love I you. I love you, too. I love you, too. You look um, good in your deep it is an It is an honor to have Jay Martin Jr. <laughs> on um, the podcast. With Jay is a good friend of ours, him and his wife, Shannon. Um, we love kind of been them. doing life together oh. for the last couple of years. Yes. And Jay actually is the host and founder of a great podcast called The Dry Project. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm going to let him kind of explain some of that. And also, but he's, he's just, um, if you meet Jay Martin... Here's the thing. I always want to call him by his first and last Me name. Me too. Because you have two first names. Because you have two first names. I do. I do. <laughs> it's like Martin J. And depends on what I'm going hey, through. Hey, man. True story. The first six months we knew each other, there's at least three times where I'm like, what's up, Martin? I mean, yep. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> You're that guy. I know. You have two first names, man. Two first names. Um, I love it. But Jay, um, honestly, he's been like... He, he he just does everything. He's a brand ambassador for multiple companies. And what are some of the companies you're a brand ambassador uh, for? Refresh House. Um, gosh, there's like, okay, and then there's Navia Benefits. We yeah. deal with flexible spending accounts, so I do public speaking for them. So you kind of travel, and you're the face and the voice of these yes. companies. You kind of present them, and you're so good at talking. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm like, yes. No, wait, wait. commercials. Um, <laughs> I don't want to agree. No. <laughs> He's but, a face and, uh, face and voice of commercials for like Amazon yeah. and Google. He's been on Tyler Perry films. Yeah. Um, Jay's constantly traveling. He just, he hosted, there's he this. Sings. Okay, Vic the sound chick. Yeah. Oh, he's, dude, he sings like for right. real. Yes. Jay can uh, sing. Thank you. Jay sings the way I think I sing. You know, like when I'm in the shower <laughs> and I'm singing, I think I'm singing that way. That's how Jay really oh, sings. Oh, my Lord. Also, um, Jay, also, you hosted just recently here in Seattle, The yes. Bite of Seattle, which is a so massive fun. event we do. I mean, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people come out in yes. all of Seattle, and Jay was the the face and voice that hosted the main stage. And you're just, man, you're one of the most charismatic guys. But above all that, um, you're a good friend. Thank you're you. You're a good husband. So are you're you a good guys. dad. You're a good mm-hmm. man. Um, you just, you're the kind of person I think we should all strive to be. And that's really the reason why we asked Jay to kind of come on the podcast. We're, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. But Jay, maybe explain. Um, what are you working on right now that's got you especially excited before we jump into our conversation? Um, and maybe even give them a little bit of like the Drive Project, your podcast, which yes. is very successful. Um, it's one of the reasons we kind of like wanted to do a podcast almost a year ago, kind of wow. watching you listen. I was like, hey, it was like, man, 
we could do that. Jay's yes. doing it. Like, let's do something. So, yeah, I'd love to hear about some of that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, number one, thank you both so much for <laughs> it's such a like, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Stop. having me come on the podcast. Okay. And I was like, I tell people, like, I, it actually makes me nervous to be on the other side of the mic because I'm always doing the interviews. Oh, yeah. And now to be on this crazy. side, I'm like, the red light special. No, no. But <laughs> I'm like, it's actually <laughs> yeah. happening. Yo, we got a lie detector test up in here. Like, we're going to You guys, I am yeah. strapped to this chair. <laughs> yeah, you Listen, are. I'm shaking. Yeah. I need it out. Help me. But um, no, super thankful for the podcast, the Drive Project podcast. Yeah. Um, How long have you been doing it? It's been a year. Okay. Yeah. It's been a year. Oh, it's fairly new. It's fairly new. Yes. It's been a little over a year. Super successful. 68 episodes yeah. and wow. put my heart and soul into it. And it's funny because I didn't even think about starting a podcast. A friend reached out to me and was like, Jay, I think you should start a podcast. And at that time, I was doing something totally different. And I was like, I don't know. I don't like my voice. And the funny thing is, it's it's actually a big insecurity is my voice. Really? And um, he was like, no, your voice is perfect. I think it's easy on the ears. People will listen. You can mm-hmm. share stories of hope. And so launched the podcast. And um, yeah, it's stories of hope. We talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. And I'm super excited because now it's turning more into a visual podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're starting with like eight episodes. I now have a co-host. Shout out to Nina Tahani. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, I, I love, <laughs> love her. you, love you, love Cheers, your husband, Nina. Donald. You guys are Cheers, awesome. babe. Um, truly thankful. And so now we're doing eight episodes where we just talk about the same time. You guys are just on too. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we awesome. really dig deep into different topics. But I mean, now I you can see I think our episode it. might be the best. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I fully agree. I feel agree. like you said that I when fully we were agree. on there. There's no so. reason to release the other ones. <laughs> no. God bless y'all, but this is it. Um, but yeah, truly thankful just to be able to do that and um, still doing commercials. Um, just Actually, I just got the news of landing my first billboard in the city of Seattle. Are so you kidding me, man? I'm super pumped. It's, is it um, Calvin Klein? No, it's not Calvin <laughs> oh. <laughs> You will not see me in these undies. Oh, my oh God, no. Please. That's for my I wife. I just got a Calvin Klein deal. Listen, yeah, listen. Yeah. And my underwear my are off. black, just so you know. <laughs> Bro, that's super exciting. Oh, I'm super excited. It's for like the um, city of Seattle with the whole transit, the light rail, all that stuff. And I did a commercial that's coming out. And so I'll be oh, on man. the billboards and buses. I cannot wait to buses. see it, take pictures of it, and send you pictures of yourself on a billboard. Listen, <laughs> I just like, God has a way of like... And, and the funny thing is, I was just reflecting. I was out of town, and I was like, I'm about to turn 36. And so I was like, I, thank you. But, yeah. but in my head, I was like, you know, God, what's the next move? I just want to make sure that I'm on the right path. You know, because right. sometimes you could be so set on something, even if it's your dreams or your desires. And I always kind of do an evaluation every year of, is this what I need to do? And then two days later, I found out that a billboard's coming. I was like, okay, God, I see you. I Love hear it. you. That's awesome. So I mean, so. I'm kind of exhausted already just listening <laughs> to everything you do. And which is kind of, which I love about you. And yeah. I want to talk about it because I feel like. You carry this with such a grace um, and you. such an ease, and you really do do a lot. Um, I, I, I was thinking about you, and I texted you right before you know we turned on these mics. I was like, "Yo, I want to talk about the holy hustle." Yes, because I feel like you hustle in such a way, like you know, and I'm I'm actually respect the hustler, mm-hmm. like the person who's like, "I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna right. do this, like I'm gonna, whatever it is, I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby." Yeah, right? and you definitely to coin the phrase of Ray Charles, like we gonna make it do <laughs> what it do, what it do. It's just, it's yes. just like, hey, I'm a whatever. There's a scripture in the Bible that says whatever your hand finds to do, do it yep. with all your might, right? Yes. It's kind of this hustle mentality. But a lot of times in my experience throughout life, 42 years, some of that can come off as really um, like networky, yes. irritating, 
Yeah. Never have I once in my life, and I, I have like a, a spidey sense for it. Like mm-hmm. I can see it coming a mile right, away. Right, right. Like, okay, you got an agenda. Mm-hmm. You're in this for something. You're you're playing a game. You never, ever come off the way. There's such an authenticity, genuineness about you, and yet you have this ability to kind of like do everything, be in everything. And mm-hmm. it's not, and you get a lot of opportunities opened up to you, but I know. Yes, yes. You go you for have to go for it. Like you, you do. You go for it. You do. And I would say I probably even have, Jen, you, you said this to me, like I back away from opportunities because of the of the impression. Right. I don't want the impression by others like, oh, Billy's pushing Billy. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. I never once in my relationship with you have felt that Jay is pushing Jay. Wow. But clearly... Jay is pushing Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I got to make it. <laughs> clearly you're out there getting it. I mean, right. you have yeah. such a hard work ethic. I, I literally get exhausted sometimes. We'll run down our week just trying to get together. And it's like, yeah. you're like, well, I'm flying back from New York and I'll be off of Nashville. Yes. And then we'll be in the same city sometimes. You're yeah. like, I'm here. And I'm, like, I'm just like, whoa, you're everywhere all the time. <laughs> um, talk to me a second. First of all, I want to know how. Um, yeah. You have an incredible work ethic. Where'd you get that from? And how are you able to hustle like you do? But with such authenticity, like what, there's got to be a secret. Is it just natural? Do you just do it without thinking? Or well, is there something that you're intentionally doing here? Or are you just <laughs> literally, are you literally the second coming of Christ, man? No, like, no, 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 listen, you. I ain't no Christ. <laughs> but, uh, but what I will say is, I guess for me, um, coming from my, my family, you know, um, my dad is a pastor. Okay. Yeah. And my mom, I of course that. she was like a, you know, a choir director, first lady. And so, um, they were very involved in church, grew up in church and um, they made it happen. Said there's seven of us. I'm the oldest of seven. Kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm, the, I'm the second of six. See. Right, yeah. So we got a connection here. Yeah, so, <laughs> but um, you see, growing up, you know, you have to do what you need to do to be a family, to make it. And my and one thing I will say about my father is he is a hard worker, and um, he. You, I never knew what it was like to struggle. Even if we were on food stamps mm. or things, I knew there were things, you know, but just, you know, you don't tell your kids, hey, our home is section eight. So, but it, right. we just didn't right. know, but real, right? there was always food in the house. And so, and all I seen was he got up early and he would make it happen and he'd come home. And so, would so you say kind of your work ethic came from, I think your it came, parents, yes, dad? but there's an unhealthy side to it and uh. there's a healthy side to it. And so, I did see growing up the unhealthy side to it, to where, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're willing to do whatever it takes, even if it hurts others. And oh, so I told God yeah. years ago, before I got into theater, I did musical theater, did shows and stuff. I just wanted people to feel like they were safe with me. And so wow. growing through, like trying to have a career, building a career, I always told God, I said, Lord, is whatever I do, the people that you bring in my life, I just want them to feel safe. I want them to feel respected. I want them to feel honored. And I don't ever want them to feel like I'm going to use them for something and then I'm done with them. Man, so I think good. that is, I actually didn't know that. And I mean, I knew, I know about your history. And yes. Some of, but I didn't realize that that's, because I'm literally, I'm asking myself, like, how are how do you do this? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you call your, your podcast The Drive Project. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you drive like no one. Like, you just drive. <laughs> I'm like driving. a maniac in the freeway. But I never feel that. And the fact yeah. that you're saying it came out of actually something that you that you saw as a negative. Yes. And you flipped it as a positive, which I think says a lot in life, man. Thinking about like, I think about mentors in my life. And I would say 10 times out of 10, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of the men and women who spoke life. Right. And then I've recently realized, probably in the last couple of years, like there's people that I actually were bad leaders in my life. Actually, mm, yeah. And they everyone, oh, yeah. no one's perfect, but they mm-hmm. did things that were actually wrong. Right. But I realized how much I learned from that. Like yes. recently yeah. someone said, Man, you're so convicted in this area. And I, I remember saying, Jen, the conviction comes out of actually a bad right. kind of experience where I was like, 
I'm not going to do that. And so mm -hmm. if I'm going to be honest, I have to say, those men and women taught me yep. what not to do. Exactly. And you, got, and you know what? I'm grateful for that. Isn't yes. that crazy? It's crazy because you, a lot of people will, once you're wounded, sometimes you can stay there. Yeah. And there there, there's the statement of wounded people wound other people. And then one of my mentors said, but could it be that your wounds are for somebody else? Wow. So why don't you let your wounds breathe, get healed so that other people can reveal their wounds and you can work with them. And so regardless of what That's I was profound. going through yeah. or the pain or the agony, I hope no matter what opportunity, and I tell people all the time, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. That's something I always say, I'm in it for the long haul. So please know if I'm working with you now, I hope to work with you in 20 years. Yeah. I hope to sing with you in 20 years. I, I don't want it to be like, it's a one-stop shop. Cause I seen that where mm -hmm. you got your position. It's like, and the other people don't matter anymore. Maybe that's what really defines, you know, maybe the good part of the hustle in you yeah. is that you're not looking at one person as a project right. to, to have and to deal with and then move on. It's, yes. it's like, you know, I want to be able to work with you long term. Right. So what is the right now relationship? What's best? Exactly. You know, maybe it's not best for you mm -hmm. to get everything you need, but you kind of look at that as yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get to know and work this opportunity in a way that right. I can have a long term relationship. Exactly. And then you said priorities, like the, the negative side of mm -hmm. what you've done, you've experienced some negative stuff. How has that helped you prioritize your life now? Cause you have, you have three children, three kids and your wife. And I know you've shared in the past how you, you didn't really put them as exactly. your priority. Mm -hmm. And that has really changed in the last, I don't know, year, two years, two almost years. two years now. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've done to really help prioritize? I, I think for me, it's going back to seeing things that are negative. Um, for me, because I was, I grew up very insecure even if you grow up in a talented family and people can sing and act and dance, if you don't know who you are and whose you are, mm. um, you can get lost in the mesh of we're mm. just a part of a big family totally. and we just all do this. And so I, in my head, even though I was a, I would say I would, I would do things and make things happen, but I never really loved myself and I didn't feel like I deserved love. And so when I didn't feel like that, it's hard to give something that you don't, have yeah, for yeah. yourself. And so getting married, having kids, the priority was is what I saw. Make things happen. The relationships can wait, you wow. know, um, and because in myself, I don't even have a relationship with my own self. And I, I go back to before you can even step out and love other people, the first relationship you have to love is yourself. Wow. And so because I didn't really love myself, I was more insecure. It was easy to push aside what should have been a priority. You know, and I think that's rampant in ministry and mm -hmm. people that are either in ministry, listen to this podcast or are part of a ministry family. Sometimes it's very much where we're operating on mm -hmm. empty and we're giving, giving, giving. Right. But we're not actually taking time for ourselves, mm -mm. for God, for actually what matters the most, whether yeah. it's family. And that's true whether you're in ministry or not. I know... And in my life, you know, being in ministry most of my life that I've seen that, I know you, that's your story too. And there's people out there, whether it's business, successful right. businesses, a business owner, yep. a startup company, where it's just like, you give everything, mm -hmm. but you can only operate on E for, for so, so long, long, right? Like right. you're just running on fumes right. and it's not worth it. And there's, again, we reference the Bible a lot in this podcast. It doesn't matter whether you subscribe to Christian faith or Jesus or the Bible. That's not really what this podcast is about. It's more about life, but it's a part of our life. And mm -hmm. It says in the Bible, it's like, what does it profit a man if he gets the whole world, world. but yes. loses himself? Yes. It says lose his soul. And what it's really is like your true you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Jay, you have 
gone through so much. <laughs> um, and we can dabble into some of right. as much as you want to share. Right. I don't actually want to tell your story to the people. There's about 10 million people listening right now. <laughs> I Thank love you. it. Shout Netflix, out to yes. 50 Google. million. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love you guys. Yeah, 50 Go million. Go, 50 million. <laughs> Go big. Come on now. So, you know, share what you want. But I, one of the things, I want to ask you this. Like, you go hard, which right. is a compliment. I feel like we go hard. Yes. I feel like you may go harder <laughs> um, currently. Like you just go for it. I yeah. love it. It's the most inspiring thing for me. There's got to be people yeah. that are intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. um, how do you stay big in a small-minded world where people are intimidated by what you're doing? Right. They maybe feel uncomfortable because you're going you're going for everything and maybe mm. they're not going for the dreams in right. their heart and there's like, mm. they feel bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways you keep from letting that affect you, keep you from going right. hard? Maybe like, you know, like I, I sometimes feel definitely the pressure to apologize mm -hmm. and it's almost like, sorry for being good at what I do. do. Like, so, right. it, and I just don't, that doesn't feel right. How have you dealt with that? And what are some of your thoughts? You know, an, an example is, you know, with, building life and having a career and, a, and wanting a dream you know there's dream builders and there's like I say dream destroyers mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of hard at times when you're going through the process but you learn one thing for me is I hold on to this thing in my head of it will be as big as you make it mm. and so if you consider it big go for it and I always ask God, Lord, reveal people to me that are just not for it. Maybe they're seasoned. I treat people like storylines. Um, there are people that play main roles. There are people that have a, you know, a part in a role. And it's transitional. And I think through all of that in my life, I have had to learn and it is and still learning um, how to, if I'm good at something, own it. Right. That's really good. Own it because... Before, I would let my insecurity cause me to go backwards. Oh. And like I said, I go back to being a part of a family that's very talented. Um, maybe I feel like my voice is not good enough. I don't sound right. And so instead of me saying, I can sing, I'm like, well, I can sing a little bit. And instead of yeah. owning it and saying, no, huh. I can sing. Bro, you literally, when we first, <laughs> you said that to me. And then the next Sunday you were singing at church. And I was like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> what? I don't know if you what? owned it at that moment. Right. You know and, what I mean? And, and I'm owning it more. And it's I, so think, I think a part of life is you begin to take over more of what you believe. And so for myself, the more I believe I in myself, that. I spread out my territory. And so I that's what I story. do. Um, we, Jay, Jay does everything literally, but there's <laughs> one point where, um, he was, we asked him to MC one of our, we have multiple campuses in Seattle for our, for the church that we all attend. And <laughs> so I asked Jay to MC. Jay's not on staff with church home, you know, but he just as a volunteer. And I remember he got up and I remember he was like, so tell me, tell me, he's asked me all these questions. And I'm thinking like, dude, I like, I, I know you're a communicator, like you're a professional communicator. In fact, but you know, he's just super humble. Like Billy, so, okay, what about this and this and this? Yeah. He's like, I just want to do it the way. So I kind of give him some tips and pointers oh, and I'm God. like, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I remember I was back there, the campus pastor who does most of the MCing was back in the back while Jay jumped up on stage. And there was a couple other pastors in our community that would talk. Yeah. And not every pastor in our community talks publicly. <laughs> and we're all standing there and you jump up and they all look at me and they're like, oh my goodness. They're like, can he teach us? And I'm like, yeah. And it's so funny because you so downplay, oh. but I don't feel like you do it in a, um, like you're not doing it in a self-depreciating yeah. way. You're not doing it in a false humble way. Right. Because... In the same way that you'll be humble, like I, you went on and on about coming on this podcast. You're like, I am so, and I literally was like, you're crazy. <laughs> well, because truly, I, I, I come from the mindset of over deliver, under promise. 
And, yeah. and, and so I if, I, yeah. if I if I if I if I make sure I'm teachable, then I'm reachable. And so I come from the oh. mindset of Can we write down these one liners <laughs> If I'm teachable, uh, I'm reachable. Well, because if I if you can teach me something, then I can reach the masses. You know, but if I come I in with it. the mindset of, well, I already have it together, so what are the points? Thanks. I'll go do what I do. Mm. Then it's kind of mm -hmm. like, eh, you may not use me again. But if I come from the mindset of I want to grow, then I can spread out. And before I know it, I can be involved in many different things at the same time, not feel like I'm letting other people step on them, but I feel like they're a part of something with me. So, you know, your disposition, which is what I love about you is that you're a learner, not a knower. You know, you don't come off like, you know, everything, Thank even you. though we all kind of know, you know, some, a lot of things, <laughs> but your disposition. And I think, I think that's a gift. And I think you have actually really worked to keep that disp disposition. Is that, mm -hmm. am I saying that word right? Yeah. Yes. Of just like l a learner. Like you, you, you kind of knew what to do on the stage and, and know how to talk, but you asked Billy, yes. what, what do you think? What should I do? How should I do it? What would you suggest? Right. And I think that that is, that is huge. Wow. I think as we grow older, we kind of fall into this mentality that we just know right. all the time. And, right. and I don't think we do. And mm -hmm. I, even if we do know, why do we have to act like it? Why can't we yes. approach people in life like, hey, there's always something this individual could teach me. Mm -hmm. Always. Even from our kids. We can learn from our right. kids. And I think that's what makes you great, Jay. And you have a lot to... A friend of ours, like. mutual friend of ours, has a sign on their desk and it says, uh, I say I don't know a lot, but trust me, I be knowing. <laughs> I be knowing. <laughs> I be knowing. <laughs> I'm like, um, you embody that. Okay, let me, yeah. let me take a look. Well, and I was going to say this and I'll let you go back, no, but yeah. I think, I, and I've said this before. And I'm, I've Jay, said this. I'm running this podcast. Yeah. I know it's hard for you, man. <laughs> To be on the other side, but, <laughs> but I, I was just going to say this. There are people that are probably listening right now and you're on the verge of losing relationships or friendships because you won't be teachable. Wow. And we, it's okay to not know everything. And it's okay to come from the stance of, you know, maybe I'm going off my feelings. I don't have the facts or maybe I don't have it. And I've said this to people that are very close to me where I'm like, hey, maybe we could teach teach each other something. And it's yeah. like, nope, I already know what I'm knowing. And then now we're not friends today because the Huge. growth stopped. Huge. And so I always think in all friendships, leadership come from the mindset of being teachable. Marriage, teachable. She can teach me something that I don't know, just like I could teach her something. My kids, all of it. That's so. a fact. I would say that could be maybe the number one success for your business, for what you're doing is I know you were saying you're a hustler, but I think you just, you just, you showed us by communicating it that that's how you've been so successful is Thank that you. very, that very fact. Yeah. And in fact, to, uh, no joke aside, like I'm learning a it's lot. Huge. Just listen <laughs> to you. And no, I'm being serious. I mean, you're really good at this and I want to take it even a step further for the listeners. Um, Jay, you have this, you have this ability mm -hmm. and I kind of, I kind of maybe before you answer this question, maybe just give us a brief synopsis. I mean, like right. a, a two minute synopsis yeah. of what you've come through. Cause I feel like in light of what you've come through in life, mm -hmm. and we all have our stories, right. you know, but marriage, ministry, family, life, personal loss, personal mm -hmm. failure, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that you are perpetually forward thinking mm -hmm. and positive, you're not, the, you're not the annoying kind of positive. Right. I, there's some people out I've there seen that. that's like garbage. annoying kind of no. <laughs> Life is so good and you are so, so great. Awesome. No. And you're happy today and we're right. happy and butterflies. And, and like, I am what? not. No, happy. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's, it's patronizing, in fact. Right. But you're so forward thinking. You just are always thinking forward. Somehow you always have a good attitude. Always. And I know you don't, but I mean, we're right. friends. I've seen yes. you outside of a professional. And and you'll even be like, whoa, struggling today. But you still yeah. do it with this very optimistic 
smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and in light of some of the pain that you've endured in life, yeah. how, man? Like, what is one of the ways you do that? Well, the funny thing is, for my birthday, I'm getting a tattoo. I thought I knew yeah, what I wanted. Are. A tattoo. I thought I knew sin, what I wanted. Bro. So for all you people that <laughs> like tattoos, tattoos are bad, yeah. I'm getting a tramp stamp. No, I'm get not. It. But no. Jen, he'll get one. I was like, no. I was like, no. But I'm actually getting a tattoo, and I, I had this one thing that I was gonna say, and then I was on the plane, and I heard my grandmother's voice, and she would always say to me, Jay, and she would call me Little Jay. Mm-hmm. Little Jay, remember balance. And she would say, stay focused and encouraged. That's what my tattoo is going to be. Wow. Stay focused and encouraged. Stay the course. Aww. And no matter what I went through, so growing up in a big family, and I'm very transparent, um, at the age of 12, I was brutally raped um, by a man in leadership. And then from that point, um, very heartbreaking because I thought uh, in my head, when you, when you go through trauma like that, um, it can cause you to feel like you, you, you die. And I felt like at the age of 12, I died that day. From that point on, oh my in my God. teenage years, I went through molestation. And so by the time I was 16, raising my brothers and sisters, my mom has MS. She's now addicted also to prescription drugs. And we're also first family. And so trying to carry that um, was very hard. By the time I was 18, I had given up on me. Um, I had checked out. Yeah. By 19, I proposed because I'm wanting to fix um, a problem in my mind mm-hmm. that this will make me a better man. Yeah, yeah. I need to get married. And this is what the crowd is telling me. So um, my wife, which is so amazing, of 15 years, she went through the journey of not feeling love because I didn't love myself because wow. I had died at 12. And so when I, I went through the, the process of going through churches and wearing a smile and always holding in the back of my head, stay the course. Stay the course. I don't know what course I'm on, but I, as long as I can see God, you know, as long as I can um, feel God, then I know somehow I can make it. So go through life. Probably about two years ago, I finally have like a mental breakdown um, because I've carried this for so long. Don't talk about it. Try to wear the, the pastoral face. And um, I'll never forget when a mentor said, we need to go back to those chapters in your life and let the little boy breathe, let the teenager breathe. Let the young man breathe and let him know that he's loved. My goodness. Wow. And when I did that, I realized that I am capable of not just receiving love, but giving love. On the verge of a divorce, going through hell in my mind, I find a community of great people. Church home, shout out, love you all. Yeah. You all know who you are. I've been to my house, eat the food, good times. Uh, yeah. But it was community that really healed me. Um, and I learned that you can have healthy relationships. I learned that I'm a good man, that I'm a good father. Um, and through that, I was able to finally give that type of love to mm-hmm. my wife and my children. And now it bleeds into all of that. So I think about okay. now, how do I stay positive? I don't somehow God put in me. I don't, I believe that scripture that God will not put on you more than what you can bear. I don't believe that he wrote my storyline that this is what's going to happen right, to you. Right. But just in case I've built something in you to be a testimony to others oh. if you stay the course. So even, I, this is my first time really sharing this. I know, honestly, Like, you man, know. I didn't know, but, I didn't know you were going to go there. Yes. Can I just say, first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that that is who you are. This is, you're this genuine man. And if that, if that's, if you telling just even, just a bit of your story doesn't inspire people listening right now, then I'd say check your heart. Like, get the right. paddles out. And because, I mean, if there's hope, if you can be who you right. are today, if right. Shannon, your wife, can be who she is today. Yes. Right. 
out of just some of the hurt that you relate here, right. which is all, all it's, it's like tragic. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a testament, first of all, of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. And secondly, your, your willingness to let go of the hurt that's happened to you. You know, I think there's a big difference between letting go and quitting. People right. who quit, it's an act of, it's an act of desperation, mm-hmm. hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Letting go is an act of faith and trust. Mm-hmm. It says, listen, I can only do so much. You had no control of what happened. No. But here yeah. you are, and you're like, all right, God, I'm going to let you somehow. And I love that you even said, like, you tried, you know, and when you first got married, it was like to try and fix it. Right. And we do that, don't we? Yes. We try and fix ourselves. Fix ourselves. You can't fix yourself. But God, Mm -hmm. he's the great fixer. Right. I mean, if there's a fixer out there, it's God. And somehow he somehow takes what is so terrible. Right. And somehow. And he didn't put that on us. I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. But he he works it for good. Like he somehow flips it around. It's just insane to me. Uh, You said, you know, over the last two years, your life has really turned around. And I'm just curious because you, you went through some serious trauma. Right. And I know we don't have much time left, but do you experience because of the trauma you've been through? So you've been healing over a journey and I, you, you sort of said that And, and, and knowing you, that's the beauty of what, you know, healthy lives get healthy over a period of time. It right. doesn't normally just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Do you experience low lows and high highs? Because you are an extremely happy person right. when, I, when you meet when people meet you. Yes. But because of the trauma, what has that been like? Do you do you do did you go I down do, low do, and go up high? I do. It's like a Red Bull life at times, I call it. Where it's like, <laughs> you know, I have moments and because of my personality, I feel really good when I'm doing something mm-hmm. that I'm giving back. And then when it's silence, you have to deal with your thoughts. And so it used to make me very depressed, but because of community, because of counseling, I recommend counseling and therapy. I did that. Still do it. I I love what you said one time, Jen, if a car needs a checkup, why shouldn't we get a checkup Mm -hmm. as a human being? It's Mm -hmm. okay to get counseling and therapy for marriages. So I do go through moments, but they just don't last as long because I have something to pull from now. And I pull from the pot that's love. I pull from people that love me and therapy as well too. And so um, it has gotten easier but previous to the two years, oh, it was hell because you're wearing a mask. You have to cover. You can't say that you're not okay. Thank you for saying church. that because I think it gives people permission again to yes. get a checkup, to to understand that sometimes the trauma, you're, it's not going to just go away. Right. But you first have to recognize that there it was even trauma and yes. then go from there. And you did that so beautifully and you're going through just such a healing process even right. now. So, wow, what an incredible story. I just, yeah, I'm honestly hearing it again. And bro, thank you for your, um, just your transparency, thank your authenticity. You. And I, I love this thought, you know, and this whole, the whole theme of this podcast for us is honest conversations, the whole right. truth and nothing but the truth. And right. I, I think you've, you've exemplified that in this area. And, you know, if we can't be honest with ourselves, yeah, who can we be honest with? And people are going to think what they think of us. They're going to say what they say mm-hmm. of us. I love that you found, you know, who you are in God. And not right. what your experiences have been, successes, mm-hmm. failures, right. um, injuries, and victories. You found it in God. You found it in something greater than yourself. And yeah. um, I mean, it's just an inspiration, man. It's it's inspiring. And I actually have a glimpse now, like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I feel like we just, you know, just touched the tip of the iceberg, yeah. and we got to do this again. Man. Yes, we got to. I um, so want to. Yes, go deeper. You got to go deeper. I gave you the. And even being able to share what I shared, this is probably the first time where the tears have not come down, which shows me that I can look back and be like, we're not crying as much. Wow. We're moving forward. And it's okay to cry, but you start moving forward. Because that was actually one of my goals, man, was to get you in tears. Listen, I'm in a joy land right now. Round two, round two, we got to get you. Yes, it's a joy land. We got to get into joy land. 
Thank you. You know, I just, I just want to say one more thing for people who are listening. And when they heard you say some of the trauma you went through, can I just say to people who are on the other side of this, hey, tell somebody, yes, tell please. somebody that yes. you trust yep. Yep. and don't die in silence. Yeah. And that is the beginning for change. Right. And at some point you decided to not be quiet anymore. Yeah. And that's what helped you, even with your family, the way I, your interaction yeah. with your family has changed. Your yes. marriage has changed. I mean, so your wife just told me she I'm won the so first like trip with yes. you, just the two of you guys for the first time and, yes. and loved it. We and, had a blast. And I just say, can I just say, you have to speak up. Yeah. So if something's going on that no one knows about and you're, you're fearful to talk about, listen, it's okay. Tell someone, tell somebody yeah. and um, reach out to us. So you can, right. you can reach out to Mark. To I almost said Mark. <laughs> you can reach out to Jay. You can leave a you can leave yes. a message and send us a, an Got Instagram. Him. We thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Thank you, guys. Jay. Thanks. We love you, man. And thank you for all of you listening. And I hope this has helped. I know it's helped you. And uh, looking forward to more coffee talk. Yes, with Billy and Jen and Jay, who my wife just called Martin. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, some say <laughs> Junior, some one, say everyone. Martin. <laughs> thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.